welcome to the Movie Journey Podcast, where we react and review movies from the IMDb Top 250 list. And today we've got uh, a big classic here with Casablanca, but I can't do this alone, of course. With me is Mr. Dean Jeffrey. How are you, buddy? Mate, I really thought you were going to try and do it alone then. You know, you normally should uh, introduce me before the movie, but no, I'm doing very well. Thank you for um, for noticing I was here as well, Hendo. It means a lot to me. Uh, every once in a while, I do recognize that you are here in my presence. Hmm. Yeah, so Casablanca today should be uh, should be an exciting one. Absolutely. Casablanca. I haven't done a, an all, like a classic film like this in a very long time. Yes, very long time. Yeah, I think the last one we did was maybe The Gold Rush. Uh, did we do Citizen Kane more recently? No, nah, The Gold Rush was uh, was after that. I think The Gold Ugh. Rush we did just before our little Godfather stint. Oh, that was good. Yeah, but we are going to be watching and reacting to Casablanca today. If you want to check out that video, you can head over to youtube.com slash the movie journey, or you can click on the link that is in the show notes. If you're interested at all in the full length reaction or the audio commentary, you can go and check out patreon.com slash the movie journey. And as usual, a massive shout out to all of our patrons for your love and support and generosity. For their love, Hendo. Their love. Oh, didn't realize we were getting that as well. What a, what a bonus, Hendo. I might have been keeping that for myself. <laughs> <gasps> All right, we are going to go watch Casablanca and watch and react to that, and we'll come back with our review. All right, Dean, we just finished watching Casablanca. Yes, yes, we did. What a great name for a film, by the way. Casablanca. Imagine if you actually lived in Casablanca now. Do you reckon everyone is just so over Casablanca references? Like, if that was a tourist spot, surely you'd go there and be like, play it again, Sam. They'd be like, that's not the line. God, <laughs> get it right. All right, let's get into some trivia here. Casablanca, released in 1942, starring Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, Paul Henry, Claude Rains, Conrad Veet, Sidney Green Street, and Peter Law. Directed by Michael Curtis, who has one Academy Award win for this film, mm-hmm. as well as probably one, or not, not another win, but another film you may know, The Adventures of Robin Hood. Is that Errol Flynn? That is the Errol Flynn one, and that film was in the top 250 for about 12 years between 1998 really? and 2010. Yeah, hit its peak at 124 on the list. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I have seen it. Uh, I quite liked it. Really? Is it a silent film? No. So it's a talkie? Yeah, it's in colour. What? Yep. Colour? Yeah, it's a good film. Colour me surprised, Hendo. Stop it, you. More coloured already than you were in this film. All right, cinematography by Arthur Edison, who has three Academy Award nominations. One for this film, one for All Quiet on the Western Front, and one for Frankenstein. Okay, all old movies that I've heard of, so good. Music by Max Steiner, who has 24 nominations. What? That's ridiculous. Yes, 24 nominations. He obviously did this film. He's done other films that you might know, The Searchers and The Old King Kong, uh, as well as two films in the top 250, Gone with the Wind and Treasure of the Sierra Madre. None of those films he won an Academy Award for. What do you reckon the odds are we ever do Gone with the Wind? (laughs) Mate. Is it it more than zero? (laughs) It is a monster movie. Can you imagine us trying to react to that? I'm after uh, doing it in like a six-part, I reckon. Mm, pass. <laughs> 
Now, the three movies he was nominated for was... Oh, sorry. The three movies that he won for was The Informer, Since You Went Away, and Now Voyager. So, did not win for Gone with the Wind, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, or this film. Well, there you go. Interesting. All right. I see you've got some uh, nice pieces of trivia here. Looks like this is a, this is a lot of trivia, Dean. Jeez. Is it actually? Oh, well, I mean, we can, we can stop if you think it's too many. But, you know, they've had 61 years to uh, come up with trivia for this film. So, yeah. Yeah, there was, like there was 81 years, Dean. 60, 70, oh, 80, yep. Yeah. Yep. But 20 years ago, anymore. it would have been. <laughs> 61. <laughs> All right, many of the actors who played the Nazis were in fact German Jews who had escaped from Nazi Germany. German Jews, you don't hear much about them. I don't, I don't hear much about any of World War Two these days. So maybe they were a uh, prominent bunch. Or are German Jews just called Jews? Like, they might be called Germans. Well, they're Germans and they're Jews. I feel like normally in, in films and stuff, they're probably just referred to as Jews instead of making the distinction of being German Jews. Perhaps. We should discuss each uh, piece of trivia in length. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm glad you're doing this piece of trivia. Yeah, go on. During the scene in which the <laughs> La Marseille is, song, is sung over the German song The Watch on the Rhine, many of the extras had real tears in their eyes as a large number were actual refugees from Nazi persecution in Germany and elsewhere in Europe and were overcome by the emotions the scene brought out. Okay. Yeah, All pretty right. crazy. Uh, you do forget that this film was made during the war. You know, like it's it's not, it's, yeah. you know, we've seen so many World War Two movies, but they're made after, like, you know, 20, 40, 60, 80 years after the fact. Yep. This was being made as it was happening. So, yeah, crazy. Definitely not surprised to see um, some real emotions there. Rick's Cafe was one of the few original sets built for the film. The rest were all recycled from other Warner Brothers others productions due to wartime restrictions on building supplies there you go there you go indeed because the film was made during world war ii the production was not allowed to film at an airport after dark for security reasons instead it used a soundstage with a small cardboard cutout airplane and forced perspective wow i did not notice that to give the illusion that the plane was full size they used little people to portray the crew preparing the plane for takeoff there you okay. go. It's funny because I, I, I read this trivia and even watching it, you, it doesn't look like a cardboard cutout. So, well done. Mm. Looked really good. Conrad Witt, who played Major Strasser, was well known in the theatrical community in Germany for his hatred of the Nazis and his friendship with Jews. He was forced to flee his own country when he learned the SS had sent a death squad after him. Witt wow. only played film villains during World War II as he was convinced that playing suave Nazi baddies would help the war effort. How good's that? Definitely. Wow. All right. It'd be so hard for all these actors just being so close to it. Like, oh yeah, here he is playing playing someone who you know who would have had a death squad after him. Nuts. Humphrey Bogart's then wife, Mayo Method. Mayo. That that name's really gone out of fashion, hasn't it? Was it ever in fashion? I'm so honestly, I'm surprised Humphrey isn't back in uh, vogue now. Humphrey. It's a a badass name. It's not bad. Like, honestly, I'm free. (laughs) Uh, She continuously accused him of having an affair with Ingrid Bergman, often confronting him in his dressing room before a scene was to be shot. Bogart would come onto the set in a rage. In fact, despite the undeniable on-screen chemistry between Bogart and Bergman, they hardly spoke. And the only time they bonded was when the two had lunch with Geraldine Fitzgerald. And according to Fitzgerald, (laughs) the whole subject at lunch was how they could get out of the movie. They thought the dialogue was ridiculous and the situation 
conditions were unbelievable. I knew Bogart very well, and I think he wanted to join forces with Bergman to make sure they both said the same things. For whatever reasons, Bogart and Bergman rarely spoke after that. There you okay. go. <laughs> Righto. <laughs> Maybe I could have edited that trivia a bit more. <laughs> That's a big one. Uh, no, I just thought it was interesting, you know. You got these two stars and iconic characters and actors and, yeah, didn't get on. There you go. Can't blame the, the missus, though, for being jealous of uh, old Ingrid Bergman. Definitely not. Ingrid's not going to come back, though, is it? No. No. Some years ago. Some years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be Vega? Some years ago, in a shop dealing with historical documents, a photo still from this film was found, showing Rick sitting at the chessboard. Accompanying the photo was a letter from Humphrey Bogart to a friend in New York, indicating a specific chess move. The document dealer explained that the chess game in the movie was a real game. Bogart was playing by mail with his friend in America. Wow, that's uh, that's the definition of a long, drawn-out chess game there. I mean, I feel like the start would be so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Although this was an overtly anti-Nazi film, it wasn't the first one that Warner Brothers had made. Warner's was the first Hollywood studio to be so open about its opposition to the Nazi regime and the first to prohibit its films from being distributed in Nazi-occupied territories. Harry M. Warner was making speeches denouncing Nazi activities in Germany as early as 1936. Good on you, Warner Brothers. Yeah, pre-war. Good on you. When this film won the Academy Award for Best Picture, Jack L. Warner was first on stage to accept the award, beating the film's actual producer, Hal B. Wallace, who was incensed at this slight and never forgave him. Wow. Get over it, mate. You're, you're, you're getting into the uh, Oscars trivia there. Yeah, why not? It is never revealed why Rick cannot return to America. Julius J. Epstein later said that my brother, Philip G. Epstein, and I tried very hard to come up with a reason why Rick couldn't return to America, but nothing seemed right. We finally decided not to give a reason at all. Sure. Just, you know, you don't, we don't, have, don't need it explained. Mm. Dooley Wilson. Dooley. That's a classic. Uh, who played Sam was a professional drummer who faked playing the piano. No. What? <laughs> As the music was recorded at the same time as the film, the piano playing was actually a recording of a performance by another piano player who was playing behind the curtain, but who was positioned such that Dooley could watch and copy his hand movements. <laughs> I don't think he copied him very well. No. Hooley Dooley. Well, don't do that again. <laughs> Oh, what is this piece of trivia? Back in the mid-2000s, hey, Madonna. Madonna wanted Come to on. remake the film with her as Ilsa and Ashton Kutcher as Rick. Right. What is this madness? This would have been like psycho remake level of terrible. She pitched the idea to every studio, but was unanimously rejected by every studio, with one studio executive telling her the film is deemed untouchable. She eventually scrapped the proposed project. Yeah, good, good, just good opinions all around there to just never get that off the ground. Yeah. In 2006, the film script was named the best screenplay of all time by the Writers Guild of America. Wow. Even beat out Citizen Kane. The film had six quotes on the American Film Institute's list of top movie quotes, which is obviously the most. All right. I'll just, I'll quickly go through them. So the best one here was number five. He's looking at you, kid. 20. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. 28. Play it, Sam. Play it as time goes by. I really think play it again, Sam, is, is a much better quote. It's not real, though. Number 32 had to round up the usual suspects. Yeah, it's fine. 43 will always have Paris. Definitely better than round up the yeah. usual suspects. 
And the last one, of all the gin joints in all the towns and all the world, she walks into mine. That one's better. Yeah, yeah. like those last two. And he's looking at you, kid, are definitely iconic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. When Julius J. Epstein and Philip G. Epstein won an Oscar for their script, they became the first and to date only Academy Award winning twins. Cool. All right. That's a nice piece of trivia. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> also, in 2007, the AFI ranked this as the number three greatest movie of all time. Okay. It got, it got pretty high up there. Uh, Warner Brothers purchased the play for 20000 the most ever paid for an unproduced work up to that time. Wow. All right. The difference in height between Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman changes throughout the film. I didn't even notice that. I did. This is <laughs> No, you didn't. No, I, I mean, I, I read this and I noticed it. <laughs> this is because Bergman is actually one to two inches taller than Bogart. So to create the illusion that it was vice versa, Michael Curtis had Bogart stand on boxes and sit on pillows in some shots or had Bergman slouch down. Mm. Hmm. Oh, I, li- I like this next trivia. Casey Robinson, who rewrote the romantic scenes between Bogart and Bergman, was offered screen credit but turned it down because at the time he was only taking credit for scripts he wrote entirely by himself after declining credit he uh, did himself out of an academy award well done you flog due to its strong anti-nazi themes the film was not released in germany until 1952 after the war was over it was shown in a heavily censored version with all references to nazism taken out this version is almost half an hour shorter wow and lead characters are rewritten via dubbing resistance fighter victor laszlo became a norwegian atomic <laughs> physicist who discovers mysterious delta rays and is on the run from Interpol and several mm. famous sequences including the La Marseille they probably said that differently before the sequence was deleted a redubbing and re-release in 1975 allowed German audiences to finally see the film in its original integrity okay wow how funny is that that is that's that's <laughs> hilarious alright this film is renowned for its international diversity of its cast and crew reportedly hailed from 34 different countries or nations Hendo nice nice very good several times the writers discussed having Rick leave with Elsa but this was always rejected primarily because she was a married woman and the the census would not have permitted any such plotline. Okay. The final scene had to be rewritten many times until it could be made reasonably plausible why, despite clearly loving Rick, Elsa would leave him forever to go off with Victor. I mean, I mean she also clearly loved yeah, Victor. Exactly. And lastly here, although the censors would not allow it, there is a strong implication that Rick and Ilsa were intimate after she came to his office asking for help. Is there? A proposed sequel, Return to Casablanca, would explore the child born of this union, but it was never made. Oh, God. That's (laughs) terrible. Return to Casablanca. Awful. All right. But a budget of roughly $1 million. And in its initial American release, Casablanca was a substantial but not spectacular box office success, earning about $3.7 million. A 50th anniversary re-release grossed about $1.5 million in 1992, and according to the Warner Brothers records, the film earned about $3.4 million domestically and $3.4 million in foreign markets for a grand total of about $6.9 million in return. So, yep, not bad. Not bad for Casablanca back in the hmm. day. But this film had eight Academy Award nominations at the Academy Awards that year. One three. The five it lost was Best Actor for Humphrey Bogart, which he lost to Paul Lucas for Watch on the Rhine. Seen that film, dude? Never heard of it. Claude Rains lost Best Supporting Actor against Charles Coburn for The More the Merrier. It lost Best Cinematography in Black and White to The Song of Bernadette. It lost Best Film Editing to Air Force. 
And in a 16-nomination category, it lost Best Music for scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture to The Song of Bernadette. But the awards it did win was Best Writing in the Screenplay category, which is interesting because there was three screenplay categories that year. There was Original Screenplay, Original Story, and Screenplay. Original Story? How is that different to yeah. Original Screenplay? Uh You got me. Okay. It also won Best Director for Michael Curtis. And like you mentioned before, it did win Best Picture that year. So nice little haul there for Casablanca. Hmm. But let's look at the scores here. What do you reckon, Dean? Do you reckon the critics or the audience over at Rotten Tomatoes have this bigger? Critics? The critics have this at 99%. (laughs) Jesus. Saying an undisputed masterpiece and perhaps Hollywood's quintessential statement on love and romance, Casablanca has only improved with age, boasting career-defining performances from Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. The Rotten Tomatoes audience have this at 95. So, very good there, Dean, with your little victory. Hmm. I mean, I was pretty safe when you said uh, critics at 99%. Metacritic have it bombing at 100. What? Yep. Really? 100 on Metacritic. We found a movie they like. (laughs) Letterboxd have it at 4.2, which sets it currently at 129th on the Letterboxd Top 250 list. But we want to look at the history of Casablanca in the IMDb Top 250 list. And as predicted, this was on the very first list on the 26th of April, 1996. And from there till I believe it looks like uh, mid-2008. It stayed in the top 10 at that Mm. time, peaking at its highest point at number four throughout that point. And since then, for the next 12 years, sorry, 14 years, it has gradually started declining and declining and declining to where it currently sits right now at number 42 with an 8.5 over 561,000 votes. So highly, highly praised from everyone. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not higher on IMDb, to be honest. Yeah, I wonder why it got the decline from 2008 onwards. That's pretty steep from a film that was four. Yeah. And not like a, you know, it's just come out and shot up, you know, like this is a very old movie. That's a big decline for a very old movie. Definitely. But let's uh let's have a let's have a discussion of what we think in our top two fifty category that you know we like to do. The good. The bad. The excellent Dean, let's kick it off with you. What, what's what's good about this film? What do you what do you like about this film? I mean, I think the chemistry between Bogart and Bergman is uh, is very good. I, I really like the. I, I, I mean, I love the characters of the, the, that those two play. You know, she's obviously in a tough situation uh, romantically with her life, and I, I just think the the behaviors of both of them are very believable, convincing, and and touching. You know, like you feel bad for them, even though you know you understand why they can't be together. So, yeah, I, I just thought the romantic element to this film was uh, really good. And that'll uh, that'll do for my starting off good, Hendo. Why don't you give me a good? I think we've got some fantastic, well-rounded characters in this film. And not just Rick and Elsa, but you're looking at your side characters as well. Like Victor, Victor and, and Reno. Like, I, I didn't expect the police captain to be such a pretty solid character in this movie. Like, there's this this, this movie isn't just held on the backs of Humphrey Bogart. I mean, there, there's a, a, a nice all-star lineup here of characters that keep this movie going. Don't forget Sam. And, uh, Sam, of course. Sam was good. Even the 
uh, the people who work in the bar besides Sam. Forgot the guy's name who helps him out towards the end of the movie, but he yeah. was he was pretty decent. No, he's fine. I think I think you're getting carried away now. Major <laughs> distresser, the villain. Uh, he was okay. He, he wasn't exactly overly menacing, was he? What about Ferrari, the other bar owner? Oh yeah, Marlon Brando. <laughs> he was good. I think the setting is great. You know, having it set during the war um, and having like showing how that sort of impacts day-to-day life and you know when he said he was a Czechoslovakian he's like well not anymore now you have mm. the privilege of belonging to the third right it's just like oh god what a world <laughs> what a world we could have been stuck with so I thought that was good I think the way this movie looks as well for you know a 1940s black and white film is actually pretty solid and it holds up quite well they like it's a bit harder to show the way certain things look in these films but with black and white films you're really trying to look at the different lighting and the different shadows and it actually comes off quite well especially you could i think i did mention it the way they show elsa in a lot of scenes very soft light yeah. and the way they project rick in certain points when he's down in the dumps like there's so many so much shadow casting over mm. him and you can barely see what's going on with that point which is just which just shows his emotions at that point i think overall the way this movie looks whether it's in the day or it's in the night is handled very well yeah i would i would echo all of that uh special shout out to as time goes by what a great song they play repeatedly throughout this so that was that was good i like that lots of classic lines that it is just smashed through this film yeah it's great like great script absolutely not exactly a hot take no it's not but it's got to be got to be said and i love that there's so much confliction here especially coming from rick and even from even from ourselves where we're not like it's not ironically it's not black and white with these characters yeah how Victor is just such a top bloke as well. Like you don't you don't know who to be siding with here. Like mm. Rick and Rick and Vic are both genuinely good guys. I don't think he likes being called Vic. Um, I, th- I think it I think it would have been pretty easy to make um, Victor a not likable character and to have yep. your star Humphrey Bogart, you know, just be the the hero throughout the whole thing. But to have him sort of as the you know, not villain, but as the God, what's what word am I looking for? Adversaries to what are clearly the good guys in Victor and Ilsa as they try and get to America and lead the resistance against the Nazis. You know, I just... Yeah, I thought, I thought it was excellent, honestly. Yeah, those are my key goods there. All right, let's get others? on to bad, Hendo. No, 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 we'll, we'll move on. Let's get on to bad. What's your bad about this film? It's so tough because it's such I'm a really well-made... I'm to think of anything. It's such yeah. a really, like, well-made film from 1941. What didn't we like about this? This For me, this is one of those films where I can't really think of anything bad about it, but it, it's not one of the all-time bangers for me. Oh, definitely not. It's not like you're like, oh, my God, like, yeah. love, love. Love, love this film but for its time it's amazing and like the pacing it's- fantastic this yeah, is absolutely not ever boring i've always paired this movie with citizen kane as you know the all-time you know what is regarded as the all-time greats of the very old uh, film era but like they just don't compare in my eyes like citizen kane is so boring and this is <laughs> never boring so i wouldn't say citizen kane is boring but i do believe oh, so this boring. is better than uh, this is better than citizen kane yeah no question yeah, so no glaring negatives for me with this film. My excellent, I would say, would have to be the, the like basically not the final final scene, but the interaction between Rick and Elsa at the plane when he's telling her to go and need to move on. I think that was very incredibly touching. The music uh, helped in that section, and it's just a combination of just how much of a top guy Rick is and what he's doing. He's he's essentially condemning himself as well because at that point he knows like I'm gonna get go to prison for all this. I'm gonna probably go to a concentration camp, but 
it doesn't matter because you're getting out of here with your mm. husband and that's that's more important to me so that that definitely is my excellent yeah no, that's a that's a great excellent uh, if i had to choose something different i'm gonna say the the moment where ilsa goes to sam when to, when they when she first comes into the club and she sort of double takes on sam and she's like gee i think i know him she goes over to him and says you know says the famous line play it sam play you don't even know it. <laughs> I mean, I said it. I said it before. Like uh, as time goes by, and then I love Rick just like storming down. You know, he's been this this cold, hard character so far in this film, and he's like, "I thought I told you to stop." It. And then he sees her, and he's you know he just crumbles. So I, I thought that was a really good moment too. Excellent, 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 excellent. Any last words? All right, Dean, what's your final thoughts on Casablanca? Yeah, I mean, not not surprised. This is a very enjoyable watch. Um, I think the performances are, are very, very strong, very well written, with so many just classic lines littered throughout. It's uh, it's enjoyable just watching it to to see all these lines you know so well. I think I think the romantic side of it is very, very touching. I love the flashbacks. I love the passion between our leads, and I love that Victor is a three dimensional character who who gets his dues where. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. So, yeah, really, really enjoyed this film, even though there's nothing wrong with it. Obviously, it's not five stars. Doesn't stir up the same sort of uh, excitement or emotion for me as many other five-star films. So, I am going to go a little lower at four stars. Very good. All right, Hendo, what about you? Yeah, basically... Much like this review, I completely agree with everything you said. I think it's a very touching, wholesome movie. It is quick. It's succinct. It knows what it's doing. The characters are fantastic. The chemistry between Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman is stunning. I really have nothing bad to say about this film, but it's just not one of those films that I have seen much too often. I think the last time I did see this was about 20 years ago, so it's not really one of those big, big films for me. That being said, really enjoyable film. I'll sing its praises all day and yeah I agree with you four stars excellent I was the best because the crowd loved me alright Dean where's this going to sit on your rankings of 108 films actually while you're searching for it I may as well go first because I've got my list here ready to go uh, I have a fair idea of where I'm going to put this four stars it's a pretty high strong four stars for me so I'm going to start at the top much like uh, last time here so I'm going to put it against The Thing here I do believe that The Thing is better than Casablanca uh, the next spot here is In the Mood for Love which I think yes I, I, I'm sure of it In the Mood for Love is better than Casablanca it goes up against uh, another black and white film here The Apartment and I think that Casablanca is better than The Apartment. So Casablanca is going to be my new number 65 out of 108. Excellent. All right, seeing as you mentioned The Apartment, I might start there as well. Uh, I do think Casablanca is better than The Apartment. Next up is Grand Budapest Hotel for me at number 71. I think it's better than that too. Then we get to The Shining. Ooh, The Shining is better than Casablanca. So Casablanca will be my new number 71. Very good. We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And this could be it. Uh... All right, as usual with our top 250 films, we let our patrons send in some reviews. First one here from Nerd Revert. Stands the test of time as one of the all-time greats. Five stars. Big praise there from Nerd Revert. And our last one here from Edda M. Eskridge. Wow, one of the all-time greats. The dialogue is just fantastic and movies today just cannot compare. Like, big high praise from the patrons there. Yeah, well said. All right, thank you, patrons, for your reviews there. But, of course, we've got... Casablanca. 
I don't really have a lot of experience with this movie. I've, I've probably seen it, you know, once before today. You know, and I've seen various bits and pieces on YouTube and in TV shows, etc. I know it has a lot of acclaim. I usually get it mixed up, though, with other films from that era, like It's a Wonderful Life. Now, don't you worry, all you Casablanca fans out there. Brother Shane's not going to be giving this your all-time favourite classic a dressing down today, which isn't to say that I like the movie at all, but I can still you know, distinguish this film between other movies that are boring and incoherent as, say, Citizen Kane, which isn't to say I wasn't bored today watching this movie or that it was, you know, coherent. Far from it. But, you know, I don't really blame Casablanca for being boring or hard to understand because obviously it isn't you know those things for a lot of people all right and enough messing around you know watching this movie you know i really couldn't understand what was going on like early on it's like i can't watch this thing on autopilot because i have no idea what they're talking about so then i'm trying really hard to listen to every single word they say and as difficult as that is even when i did when i gave it my full attention I still didn't completely understand it. The dialogue is just so long-winded. You know, it's very elegant, elaborate, but personally, I'm just a bit lost in it. I couldn't really keep track of what was going on. Rick Blaine. I had to look up his name on IMDb, and, you know, I should have been like, ah, of course, Ricky Blaine, the, the, you know, the character I've just been watching for the past hour and 40 minutes. But I have no recollection of that name being in the film. Anyway, at first I thought, he was the hero, and then he's like the villain. And then at the end again, he's he's the hero. The acting is very good. Overall, this film is just not really my cup of tea. Two and a half stars. <sighs> Shane, right, you're imagine, me. imagine what he would give it if he understood it. How could you not understand this film? I mean, were you vacuuming again like you were when you're watching The General? He was probably doing housework <laughs> or something. Chuck yeah. on Casablanca. <laughs> Uh, all right, Shane. Maybe, maybe watch it again. That's that's not going to happen. <laughs> now, thank you very much, as usual, Shane. So, what's next? All right, next week will be something. We've got stuff coming up. So we'll surprise you for next week. Wow. Well, <laughs> well what do you want me to say? Like, we don't know what's going to come up. Could be a patron request. Could be a top two fifty film. Could be another Star Wars film. It depends on what mood we're in. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Until then, thank you very much, everyone, for checking out this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye.